What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. The weather has taken a turn for the worst. It's a brisk, freezing even, 62 degrees down here. Um, but we've got a packed show for you guys. Nevertheless, I'm braving the elements. We've got our headlines, of course. Uh, Gonzaga plays basketball this week, so we're going to do a little bit of a preview for the Tennessee scrimmage. Uh, and then, as always, cover college football parlay segment as well as the NFL and of everyone's favorite segment, the wide world of athletes. I don't know if I'm getting that headline right. But we've got a full crew tonight, uh, barring Cooper joins later. Uh, but hosts, co-hosts, super special guest Zane. Jake, how are we doing? Hey, Paige, this is Jake up in Cap Hill. Um, doing great. It's a rainy, uh, what, Tuesday? Man, this week's kind of gone by slow. But I'm like you said, light at the end of the tunnel of the work week. That's Zag basketball, so can't wait. What's up, boys? Uh, Paige, I'd give my left nut <laughs> right now for some 60-degree weather in San Diego. Uh, up here in Spokane, the weather has turned, and it has turned fast. This morning it was 37 degrees. It's been raining for the past seven days. Um, but we got bright days ahead of us, boys sort of like the convergence of all major American sports being played at the same time. Every member on this podcast will be aligned once more as Gonzaga basketball takes the hardwood for the first time this season, this Friday, exhibition game against Tennessee. I, for one, am jazzed. Fuck baseball. Who needs it? College basketball, baby. Yeah, baseball just just fucking sucks. Rips your heart right out. Who needs it? Stars have a line. The boys are back on the wagon. Let's get it. Got two of the three interns here tonight. Dan Zambi, how we doing? Well, I think uh, Zambi normally goes first, but he appears to be frozen, blurry. I don't know if he got abducted. That doesn't look good right there on our screen right now, but hopefully he's good there. Um, what's up, everybody? Intern Dan coming to you. Also from a very dark, rainy, cold Kirkland. Uh, the weather changing means one thing. It's Zag season, baby. Can't wait to get it underway and can't wait for us all to be united again and no longer have rivalries. But all of our teams suck, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, Zambi uh, is officially off. So uh, Zambi's fun note of the day was there's a uh, Junkies barbecue now in Spokane. I'll take that for him. Um, I'm assuming he's hopping back on and Coop will hop on later. But Dan, walk us through these headlines. All right, Paige. Well, uh, we're gonna, gonna gonna tee this one up for you, my friend. Um, this is beautifully written by Jake. Phillies on the loose. Uh oh goose. The Padres, after winning the World Series against the Dodgers, don't get to advance to the real World Series, unfortunately. So, Paige, good run. Um Welcome, welcome to uh, the October sadness with us. Oh yeah, well, thanks for joining me in the club, boys. Uh, it was very sad indeed. It felt like every game against the Phillies was within reach, um, but you know what? You got to tip your cap to the Phillies, man. They were hot. They were hotter than the Padres. Uh, absolutely ripped our hearts out. You know, I thought there was a chance. I didn't know what was going to happen if they made it to the World Series, but I know I would have been. Losing my mind, but that's all right because we have Gonzaga basketball coming up. So whatever, I'm over it. It's fine. I'm not 
secretly crying on the inside. It's cool. Now, well, well, Paige, we've talked about this off air. I don't know if we've mentioned it on air yet, but would you say that this series was lost when the Padres fans began singing little jingles about the Phillies and Gooses being loose and Manny going to cruise? Is that when the series was lost? Yeah, it was definitely uh, a step back for the fan base. Uh, the entire fan base that I recognize as being real fans, we did not approve that message being sent out on air, let alone a second video being let out on air. Uh, absolutely started us off on the wrong foot. I mean, you could just see in game one when the original video was let out. Uh, we got one hit by Zach Wheeler. Great pitcher, by the way. Um but you got to think they can do a little bit more damage than that. Uh, but they came back for seconds. I don't know who told them that was all right. Uh, just, just terrible. And now people think that's Padre fans, and it sucks. But to answer your question, yes, that probably costed us the series. I think I've watched that video no less than 36 times. How, how can you sit through <laughs> I that? can't. I can't get enough of that video. As it's, as a Dodgers fan, it is just it is just perfect. It, it, <laughs> there's no feel. There the rhymes. I swear, like a second grader could come up with with the alliteration that was used in in that little tune that they put together. I love it. It's my favorite. You know, there's that other video that always comes up. It's like that rap video where it's like those younger Padre fans who they're talking shit about the Dodgers or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember that one. I remember that one. Is that the one I posted in our in our group chat as well? You might have. At yeah. least they have a beat. At least there's a beat. I'm not defending them either. I think it's horrible. This one's just it's so cringe. It like I can't I haven't watched it all the way through. <laughs> it's so bad. I <laughs> it's just terrible. It's terrible for the fan base. It's terrible for the Padres. Um it's just yeah, I've got no word. I have no words for that. It's just terrible. Uh, Paige, where do you stand on the season? Because as an outsider looking in, the way things were going midsummer, I feel like if we asked you then, if you had the opportunity to make the playoffs, beat the Dodgers in the NLDS, and then make the NLCS, I feel like you would say successful season. Now that you've been through it, what do you say? Oh, good question. Well, you see, at that point, I was very focused on please don't break my fucking heart again by not making the playoffs. That that was the main focus. And I knew if they, they had a roster that could compete in October, um, and I think that came to play. If if I had known that, it would have saved me so much stress, a lot of a lot of hard conversations with family members and other people. I had to talk off the ledge, just be like, relax a little bit. All right, I know. Soto's come over and he's not hitting right now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Man, he's not clutch in certain situations. But to talk him off a lot of people off the ledge. You know, I was a voice of reason for a lot of people. Um, so it would have saved a lot of time there. Uh, I do think it was a success. Um, it's hard because the, the loss is still a little fresh. Um, but they did a lot of really good things. And I think the team never really reached their full peak, which kind of sucks. Like you kind of saw it with Soto heating up and I got really excited there. Because I was like, oh, if they win one more game here, you never know. Manny's doing all right. Soto's heating up. But we didn't get that. We didn't get that. And that that hurts. But you know what? 
chalk it up as a dub for the season uh, and we get someone named Fernando Tatis back next year. So looking forward to that. Is he going to be as good when he's not juicing? That's that's what we're all waiting <laughs> Great for. question, Dan. Great question. Great question. Good, hard-hitting journalism. Uh, my answer is going to be yes. I think he might even be better. Oh. Oh, man. You think he'll be just like a leaner player? I think he's uh, he's probably going to be a 50 home run, 30 stolen base guy. Um, so we'll see. Those numbers while missing 50 games. No, no, no. <laughs> but only at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Only, only when it yeah. counts. <laughs> no, no, no. He's only out for uh, 20 games, actually, after this after this playoff run. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Hopefully uh, he's not like – or maybe maybe he'll be like a, a cyborg now because he's had three surgeries in the last fucking eight months. Good God. But my hopes are high. My hopes are high. Well, congrats to the Padres. Good season. I would think it probably was a success. Uh, they did break a streak, though. I believe the Dodgers had only lost to World Series champions for the last couple <laughs> years. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing to, to like appreciate, but um, I mean, would have been nice to lose to a, a champion, but actually I'm, I'm very happy that you did not win the world series. So, oh um, man, anyway. I would have been gloating so much. <laughs> anyway, we can get out of here. Um, speaking of the world series, uh, the most hated team in all of sports, the Astros bust out the brooms, sweep the Yanks, Go back to the World Series for, I think it's the third time in four years. Is that right? Does that sound right to anybody? Have they been, did they go, did they lose to the Nationals? Yeah. Yep. And then they were there. Yeah. 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 Damn. Third time in four years. Um, Yankees have not been, have not sniffed a World Series. I don't think they've been since 2009 or something like that. But Astros back in the World Series, Astros, Phillies. Anyone have anything to say about this other than fuck the Astros? I mean, it's weird. Like, normally I'd be very happy that the Yankees got swept. Um, it it just sucks. Like, the Astros cheating, it not only, you know, was an unfair win and fucked over a lot of teams, it makes me have to root for other teams I strongly dislike i think it's just the ripple effect of this cheating is still going on and we still have to deal with it in the sporting world yeah i think this is a uh absolutely terrible world series i think it's genuinely bad for baseball i think you're gonna have what like probably 80 to 90 percent of the country rooting for a team from philadelphia which is bizarre to say uh, just because the Astros history of, you know, cheating. A lot of people like to say, you know, most of their players aren't there anymore, but two of like the corner stones of that franchise are still there in Bregman and Altuve. Not to mention, we have to hear about fucking Mattress Mac again. I'm sick of this guy. You guys know who I'm talking about? Mattress Mac? Oh yeah, just yep. like an aggressive gambler. Yep, yep. And, you know, I think I, I did some searching to see how much this man actually bets on these world series runs that the Astros go on. And all I was able to find is that in 2014, he lost $7 million on betting on the Astros in the, in the playoffs. So 
Fuck you, Astros, and fuck you, Mattress Mac. Yeah, Zane, uh, hello, listeners. I'm still here. I just have unstable internet, but uh, I'm kind of on the same boat, you know? I think Mattress Mac, he deserves to lose. I think he put $75 million on the Astros this year. And I have some personal beef with the Astros as well. They put up a little graphic after they beat the Mariners. I don't know if you guys saw it, but they're using stuff from last year. And it's like, come on, be original. And they did the exact same thing, including the Mariners, when they saw the Yankees. Our stuff was definitely cooler than the Yankees, but at the same time, just still fuck the Astros. Does anybody think that – anybody giving the Phillies a chance in the World Series? Or do you think the Astros have this thing as the much better team? Uh, the Astros are a better team. There's no question to be asked about that. I, and they're hot. But the Phillies have like kind of a weird team of destiny thing going. I think if before the postseason you know, happened, probably even after the wild card game, people were riding off the Phillies. I, I know I was. I didn't give them – I didn't give them any chance whatsoever, but um, they're doing weird little things in their games to win. And their pitching is red hot. You heard, you heard what Paige said, you know, game one, they got one hit. I did. There's a team that can, that can make a little run here. Um, but the Astros are better. Uh, I, for one, will not be watching a single pitch of this world series. I don't think I just have zero interest. And then maybe, maybe I'm a bad sports fan, but the five days in between, also just kills any baseball momentum that I have, you know, the five days, meaning the NLCS ended Sunday and we don't have a world series game until freaking Friday, which is crazy. But I just, I'm done. I just, baseball's over for me. I don't even care anymore. I feel like you got to watch the games in Philly at least. I don't care. Who cares about Philly? The games are electric at, at the bank. Bryce Harper's, Crushing Schwarber. I feel like this Phillies team is likable, which is weird to say as well. I think Bryce Harper is likable right now um, because he's he's going up against the uh, evil empire. Bryce so, Harper likable? I don't, I don't know, Dan. Know about that, I don't know. I Who think people that? are pretty, pretty, like. I think I feel like people are rooting for Bryce Harper at this point. And in this matchup. So. Uh, anyway, that's the World Series. Go Phils. Beat the Astros. Um, I do think, though, the Mariners might have been the Astros' toughest competition in this in this run, potentially, depending on, you know, what happens with the Phils. But the Mariners played the Astros tougher than the Yankees did. So, good job, Mariners. Good job, Mariners. <laughs> All right. Moving on, because baseball is <laughs> – not, not much interest in baseball anymore on the show. Boo, boo baseball. <laughs> baseball is putting us to sleep. Go Phillies. Um, anyway, basketball. Zags in the NBA. We we uh, hyped it up big time. We we focused on the big players and the teams that are relevant. And then Mr. Reliable, the old vet himself, Kelly Olenek, coming through the Olenek Clinic game winner against the Pelicans, Jake. Talk, walk us through watching this live, as I'm sure you were. Oh, well, it, it was a dual screen action, but yes, yeah, so this was on. Uh, let me tell you something. Danny Ainge, he thought he was going to tank this year. He traded Gobert. He traded Donovan Mitchell, and he got Kelly Olenek, you know, as an afterthought. But if there's one thing Kelly Olenek can do is take your shitty, probably bottom three team in the league and make them 
a bottom nine team in the league. And that's what they're doing with the Jazz. Um, beautiful underhand scoop and score in overtime. I think Zane said it best. The most Gonzaga-looking shot of all time to put them up one over the Pelicans. Not quite a buzzer beater, but I think it only left a second on the clock. And That's the- also very Gonzaga. No buzzer oh, yeah. beater. You do it with three seconds left. Just in case. Got to give the, the other team rebound. a shot. Well, besides Suggs, <laughs> I guess. Um, but just just electric. Jazz are three and one. And the, the front court combo of Laurie Markinen and Kelly Olenek with, uh, I think it's Beasley running the point. Kind of electric. Really fun to watch. Like, they play unselfish basketball in, in uh, Utah right now. Not a lot of ego going on there. You said the Jazz are fun to watch? I, I'll stand by it. They all play hard. No iso ball. Just, you know, whoever has the open shot. And fun fact, Kelly Olenek shooting 70% from three so far this season. He has a higher percentage from three than he does from two or the free throw line. I saw that fun one today. Perfect. See, I'm sure it's sustainable, and I'm sure he'll continue to shoot that for the season. But um, until the Jazz inevitably tank, I'm excited. And Jake, just to uh, test you from last week, who might the Jazz be tanking for? Wimbayama. Hey! That, that, was, that was nice. That I was, was nice. It was closer. I was ready. There you go. Why could we... it have been for Scoot? Scoot's a lot easier to say. <laughs> Do we have to be Jazz boys? for nba this year no it's tough it's tough with the byu crossover in utah i can separate them because john stockton played for the jazz i think it's like the one bridge that connects the fandoms um is how i view it's like the neutral neutral site it's our switzerland i have a question who is the highest paid player on the utah jazz right now it's got to be either Markinen. Michael, it's Conley. There you go, Cooper. Oh, I forgot about Conley. Conley. He's like the one guy they didn't trade. Buy, buy a lot. Buy like $6 million. <laughs> Man, he's probably looking at the Grizzlies right now like, ah, oh, that looks fun. <laughs> well, great. Oh, do you guys know Johnny Juzang? is on the jazz oh, yeah there's there's some names on there you're like oh yeah walker kessler he's just randomly on there too johnny thing on the jazz that's sick i like that right he doesn't it's play fun. at all but he too is. many jays too many jays is jaime too many jays and z's jaime hawkes on the jazz next <laughs> oh god johnny Jazzy Juzang johnson if they really the reach <laughs> this is a weird weird rabbit hole we're going down now um just while we're on the topic of zags the nba how about andrew nemhard first uh his first game action they get 14 points no turnovers looking good looking okay. good he's looking good the pacers are not though <laughs> what's, what's I, didn't, I didn't get that me? game i didn't get that game on my on my uh streaming partners mm. jake what's the uh, sabonis update how are the kings looking Kings are looking poor. <laughs> they allowed the Warriors to score 89 points on them in the first half last game. Um, but, hey, Sabonis got a double-double with, like, seven assists. So, you know, he's out there eating. Okay. And that's still that, better than the yeah. Lakers. The, the Lakers Kings have not won a game. So. Yeah. They um, 
They look shitty. Who's worse, the Kings or the Lakers? By far the Lakers. Well, technically the same. I mean, technically the same, but technically the Kings aren't paying everybody $50 million to do this. Fair point. Very fair point. All right, well, that's our uh, NBA update after after week one. Uh, Jalen Suggs, get well soon. Another uh, little ankle injury there, so hopefully he's back on the court. Corey gets back, and the boys are back hooping. Um, Let's go Zags preseason. Wrapping up our headlines. Got some accolades coming in for the best player in college basketball, Drew Timmy, CBS preseason player of the year. I think I might have just made this up, but we made it a headline anyway. And then he is, of course, first team preseason, All-American. Boys, does Timmy win a Naismith this year? Is that the is that the award or is it the Wooden Award? What, what is it, Jake? Uh, I assume you would have known. Uh, I, I thought it was the Wooden. I don't know. Is it the is it a combo? He's gonna win player of the year. I don't I don't know which official award title it is, but yeah, I, I can confirm, Dan, he was named the preseason national player of the year by CBS Sports. Uh, and he was also on the preseason watch list for the AP All-American uh team. Boys, this is Timmy's to lose this year, I think. I think last year, last year, I mean we have a lot of great pieces on this team. But Timmy is the focal point. I think, well, I, you know, I mean, you can make an argument for Strother taking a bigger role too. But but Timmy is the focal point. I think last year you had a lot more ball sharing to do potentially. Um, with, yeah, but, but I really think he's got a better shot this year than last year. Is Oscar Shibwe his biggest competition, do we think? Maybe the UNC guy. UNC guy, what, Baycott? Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a whole lot of, like, how everyone thought UCLA was going to be good. Uh, or not good. I UNC will be good, but I don't think they're going to go back to the Final Four by any means. I just don't see Baycott in that same realm, in that top-tier upper echelon with – I think it's Timmy and, and Oscar, and everyone else is kind of playing for – a distant third, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you make a better argument for Caleb Love over Armando Baycott than in that conversation. Ooh, cool. good poll. Caleb Love is sick. I like Caleb Love. Anyway, speaking of guards, uh, we've got some guards too. Two guys on the Jerry West Award for, I believe it's the top shooting guard in the nation, both Rajir Bolton and Malachi Smith. So, Definitely some, uh, you know, accolades, some some high expectations coming in. Is Strother on any preseason watch list? Not yet. They're not all out, so don't count them out just yet. Um, they did – Hickman is not on the preseason um, point chart. Jerry West. Yeah. Koozie. Well, we can't put – The Koozie. The Koozie Award. The Koozie Award. Oh, the Koozie. Is Jerry yeah. West – Jerry West shooting guard. Shooting guard. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I expect that to change by the end of the year. I think Hickman is going to, you know, rise to a level that we expect him to play this year. And I think the dude plays with a chip on his shoulder. The fact that he wasn't named to this list, I think he, you know, jots that down in his notebook and files it away and, and, you know, breaks it out come game time. I hope he does. I love how he has a notebook in this scenario too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are too digital nowadays. You got to go back to the pen and pad. 
student athlete Nolan Hickman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that uh, that wraps up our headlines. Um, let's get let's get to doing what uh, we do best. We're talking Zags because it's game week. Yeah, Dan, you said it right. It is, I suppose, game week. Um, we're doing something this year uh, that I don't think I have seen before where, you know, I mean, we always do an exhibition, usually a closed door, uh, and we hear about it afterwards, how we dominated some preseason top five team. Um, but this year, it is going to be televised. It is going to be pay-per-view, and it will be against uh, – Tennessee, who has been a very formidable team over the last couple of years, well coached by Rick Barnes. Uh, and they're going to be returning quite a few veteran players this year. Uh, announcement. I am backtracking off my former statements and I will be purchasing the pay-per-view. I discovered today that the cost is only $10. Um, and I would feel bad if I didn't just fork over that money uh, for the Legends of Basketball Classic. Boys, Gonzaga, Tennessee, exhibition match, October 28th. How are we feeling heading into this one? Oh, so excited. And I would like to point out the news that came out today that it sounds like Strother will be our four, which means the natural lineup for starters is Hickman, Smith, Bolton, Strother, Timmy. And I think if we rewound the tapes, old Jake predicted that starting lineup. Well, there's nothing official yet, Jake. Not until the ball's tipped. Um, but I think this is the way to get the most out of the lineup. I think it leans into our strength, which is very, very deep on guards and good guards at that. Um, so it's exciting, you know. I think uh, I think it'll be good for the team. Do you think – so if this is the lineup and, you know, Slipper still fits is, is saying that this is what they're thinking the lineup is based off Hughes' comments and everyone's sort of following suit uh, in the Twitterverse, uh, how does Anton Watson fit into this? Is he the sixth man off the bench? And, and what about some other, you know, key players off the bench? What, 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 who's, the, who's the next – Two guys off the bench with this starting lineup. Ooh. I mean, Watson, right? I think it's Watson and Salas are your two guys. Oh, I agree. Yeah, definitely yeah. Salas. But do we think Efton Reed, maybe? Yeah. Well, this – I mean, this really makes me, like, kind of – I get perplexed thinking about what Efton Reed's role on this team will be because it's hard to imagine he and Watson on the floor at the same time. I guess we just go no offense. We just call that down. the park the bus lineup. <laughs> shut down defense. Uh, that is an interesting question. Uh, I think what was the Coop who said it before when we were talking about lineups or he's like, well, we, you know, we won't be able to have like this small ball lineup against Kentucky when like Toshiboy's in, like you need some size. So it'll be interesting throughout the season to see if like we don't have just one starting lineup, like we kind of adjust it based on, um, you know, matchups. Well, if that, if that's your thought, Jake, uh, one would think 
that Tennessee would be a game where we'd have a bigger lineup, given that their center, Euros Plodzik, is seven feet one inches tall, weighing in almost 270. Um, that, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. I don't know how Timmy's going to handle that size on defense. I think he just scores around him and trusts that this guy <laughs> can't catch or really shoot. I like that strategy. I like that strategy. It's going to be an interesting thing to follow this season, right? Because in our non-conference, we have a lot of teams or we have a lot of teams on the schedule that have different size variations, you know, especially in the front court. Uh, But, you know, if you likes to lock in his rotation, you know, really in WCC play for the tournament. But then you start to see some of those teams again who are going to have those, you know, larger bigs. Uh, not that the WCC doesn't have larger bigs, but larger bigs with size, and you're going to need guys like Efton uh, to come in and play probably some valuable minutes in March. So it's going to be interesting to follow and see how he rotates everyone. You know, it's a deep team. Is there is there anyone who is sticking with their original starting lineup or, or you know, going against the grain here and, and thinking it's not going to be Hickman, Malachi, Bolton, Strother, and Timmy? For the Tennessee game, just for the Tennessee game. I think there's a chance Anton starts for this game. Personally. I mean, that's fair. It, it is like a meaningless game, you know. Uh, I know the coaches <laughs> won't think that, but, you know, maybe you play your older guys. I was just going to say that, exactly. I don't know if who starts the Tennessee game is going to be indicative of what the season's going to be. Um but I think that this year, maybe more than ever, we do have a team where maybe the starting five isn't a constant. Maybe it <gasps> does change because Last of team, Daniel. Because of matchups. Um, I know, you know, I think it's something that we've all talked about in the past. We like the rhythm, we like the consistency, we like everyone knowing their roles and stuff. But like, why would you bring out a lineup that looks like they wouldn't match up well on paper and, you know, but like a, like a Kentucky and go small to start a game just because that's your best line. I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. Um, I think we have more interesting depth than we maybe ever have had. When you think about guys like Anton and Efton Reed off the bench and then a Salas, um, hopefully, a you know, Dom Harris at some point, but like we, we have a very interesting team and I'm excited to see how the puzzle fits. And I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge to, to kind of keep everyone fed, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, we don't know much about this game. We don't know much about the format. Dan brought that up pre-show. Uh, we don't know if we're just going to see 40 minutes of college basketball, like we're used to, or if we're going to see some some weird situational uh, drills being run out there. Uh, but what we do know is it'll be taking place down south, Cooper's neck of the woods, Frisco, Texas. I actually don't know how close that is to Dallas, Cooper. Um, but I'm going to start with you on this next question. What is one thing that you want to see from this game? One, one takeaway that you're looking for? Um, well, to answer your question, it is not close at all to Dallas. <laughs> it's about 20 minutes north. 
Um, I guess that's one pretty thing- close. Twenty minutes? Yeah, that's not too far away. Uh, I, I, that's that's like saying Coeur d'Alene is not close to Spokane. I, I, I'm exag- or exaggerating a bit. I mean, that's about traffic. I mean, it's usually thirty to forty. <laughs> um, I works further away. Than sounds that. like it's pretty close. <laughs> um. All right. All right. I guess one one thing I one thing I'm wanting to see is I think um my kind of prediction is that you know this will be kind of like an NBA preseason game where you know you'll get 20 minutes of our you know normal starters to kind of you know see what they got. I don't think you're gonna see Hugh or Rick Barnes really, you know, dial into play calling. I think they're just gonna let the boys kind of you know do their thing. I don't think they wanna, you know, show their show their hands, so to speak, as far as play calling goes. Um, but I do want to see uh, our younger guys get some looks, you know, guys like uh, Ben Gregg, uh, Efton Reed, um, Dom, you know, I want to see what they got, what they, you know, if they can, you know, maybe get, you know, work themselves into the lineup. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I like that, Coop. I like that. Uh, let's keep it with the interns. Zambi, as the longest tenured Gonzaga basketball fan on the show. What are you looking for in this exhibition matchup? Uh, I mean, obviously, I feel like our defense is going to be pretty solid. <clears throat> I think it comes down to keeping our offensive efficiency where it's been at the past couple of years. And honestly, I'm kind of uh, I'm expecting a little bit of rust in this game because, I mean, it's been a while. It's one hell of a way to get out of the gates, you know. But um, kind of echoing what Cooper said, I think uh, Dom Harris, he's going to have a great year this year. And I think kind of like a Geno Smith thing, people are writing him off. But we haven't forgot about you, Dom. Ball out. Nice. Nice. Dom's right back, I guess. Daniel Sun. Yep, I'll go. I'll, I'll keep it focused on one player as well. I think for me, it's uh, Efton Reed. I think he was our, uh, you know, big ticket transfer malachi smith came after so efton reed was first uh obviously that guy came to lsu with high accolades high praise if he can be what he was projected to be he takes our team to a completely different level that we definitely you know were were not at um and i think i want to start to get a feel for what his role is going to be Zane, like you said like what what is his role in the team if he's not starting and if we have anton watson so um just kind of see what he's made of a little bit, you know, he might get pushed around play against the uh, physical sec opponents, which he was in the sec last year and was relatively underwhelming. So let's see what happens with a little change of scenery and uh, give us a taste of what's in store. Well, that was well done interns hosts. We got to step our game up here. Paige, I know you're down in the dumps, but it's time to get a little fired up here. He's just eating a pint for? of ice cream on the background. <laughs> no, I'm locked in boys. I'm coming out swinging right now. I'm giving you guys my Bulldog preseason favorite of the year award. Shit. I'm giving it the preseason nod to Hunter Salas. I think he's going to be on the best guard uh, from the other team night in and night out. I think he's going to be gritty. I think he's going to use his length to get in some passing lanes and grab some rebounds, both on the offensive defensive side of the board of the court. Um, so I'm looking for that. I want to see a really big game out of him. Just real gritty, you know, maybe like four, six points, but with a couple of steals, seven rebounds, it's real gritty. I love it. 
I love it. Uh, Jake, what do you think? I'm torn here between two players, but I'll go with, uh, I, I think, our most important player. I want to see Timmy just come into this game and, like, take it more seriously than everybody else. Like, I want him to break out every post move. I want to see him hitting threes. I want to see him Ooh. hustling. I want to see him being just a pest on defense or as, as much of a pest as he can be just to prove to everybody that this is his year. I just want right off the bat, no questions asked. Like he gets 18 and just gets subbed out because we're just kicking Tennessee's ass. Yeah. And you know, he's going to come in you know, pretty fired up, you know, coming back home. Oh, uh, evidently. yeah. This is his home pretty town. close, pretty close. Well, so, you know, uh, when cattle's on the road, it takes a little while longer. But. <laughs> yeah, and, and hopefully we'll get to see some of those little, uh, those mid-range fadeaways that he was knocking down at Craziness in the Kennel, which got me personally hyped. Um, but I guess I'll close it out here. Uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about on this team. Uh, we know we have a stud in Timmy, so we got the big man taken care of. We know we got a winger and slasher in in Julian Strother, but this is college basketball, ladies and gentlemen, and it starts and ends with the point guard position. Uh, I know Dan hates him, but I love Nolan Hickman. Uh, this is this is his year. This is going to be his team. He's been given the keys to the Ferrari, and he's going to have to drive it, drive it to victory. So I'll be watching him. Uh, and I think we'll all be watching him more, more than, you know, most players, given that he has a ball in his hand 90% of the time. But it'll be interesting to see how he commands this offense. He's next in the line of, you know, a ton of talented point guards at Gonzaga. I can't wait to see what this kid brings to the show. I think that's a great call. Um, I do think he's one of, like, the biggest, not question marks, but just, like, non-guarantees we have you know so many of these other guys have have like played big minutes in college and have shown what they can do and you know they, there's just always that little bit of a risk when you're bringing up a new guy I totally think Kickman will step into it but I it just always makes me nervous until I actually see him you know playing well you're not wrong you're not wrong at all Jake because if you look at our projected starting lineup you know his his co co-cast men are Malachi, Bolton, Strother, Timmy, all veterans in college basketball. He's I love we got some old dudes on this team, and I love yeah. that. I love that for us. Yeah. Anyone else got any closing uh remarks about this exhibition game? Dan, anything, anything from the kennel board? Uh, I don't know if student sections will be there. Um, but I'm just like I I've always wanted to see these secret scrimmages. We've apparently had some really great ones in the past. So I hope that this one lives up to the ones that I've thought about. Nice. Because he said she doesn't want to see Joe Few on the court. Oh. <laughs> Joe Few's got the sling, dude. He, he uh, heard it sliding in intramural softball. That's perfect. Get injured. <laughs> no, Joe he did not. Did you not know that? No. Yeah. He literally, he, he uh, slid home for the winning run. And like popped his shoulder out. Did he score? Yes, I think he won the game. And, and it wasn't like intramurals. It was probably, you know, because there's no intramurals that early, I don't think. Well, maybe there are actually. Also, there's no sliding in intramurals. I remember the rules. Oh, no. Zane, Zane has slid. a great photo sliding into home. 
I thought no. you're not allowed to slide. Where where are these rules? No, I I think I think you can't slide into like first, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. You slide into first. I don't know. I don't remember. But you 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 absolutely can slide. It's yeah. just not advised because you're gonna get a nasty turf burn. But uh, Joe Few, heart of the lion. Yeah. Talent of a sloth. <laughs> but, All right. Well, that concludes the Gonzaga segment. I, as I a reminder, one, one oh, quick oh, thing. Oh, oh, the oh. boys got more. All right. We got Cooper and Zambi. Uh, I'll let you guys duke it out to see who goes first. I, one quick thing. Uh, what jerseys do we think we're rocking Friday night? Ooh. Give me the turquoise. Oh, no. Oh. No. Blue. Blue. Blue roadies. Yeah, I think blue. Honestly, it'd be kind of sick if we wore our practice jerseys. If it was practice jersey, if it was practice jersey, I'd kind of like that. I feel Short like we're gonna skins. go, we're gonna go with the the white like throwback ones, not the creams, but the throw the you know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you the the white throwbacks. Yeah, and 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 Tennessee's gonna wear their orange. All right. So all I have to ask here is Zane, where are we watching this game? That's true. It, it, you know, this leads me to the, to the closing announcement. It is Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific <laughs> standard time. Oh, easy. There, Jake. Yeah, Jake's- uh, so much excitement just thinking about the game. Uh, but yeah, an electric Friday evening. Uh, maybe we go to Jack and Dan's. I don't know. Um, time will tell. But there it is, boys. This Friday, hey, October 28th, where, 6 o'clock. Where are we America watching this, Center. Jake? Uh, we're still trying to determine, I suppose. We, I would offer my place, but my internet flickers so much, I feel like I would have a room full of angry Zags fans just staring at me as I'm trying to click refresh. I would offer my place, but I think we might have an angry dog that's trying to bully you again. Oh, God, yeah. Dance dog, mean dog. <laughs> Jake was getting dog. Jake was getting she, she smells weakness, Jake. She does. She does smell weakness. <laughs> That's all for the zag segment. Over to Jake. All right, I'll I'll jump in. So we move once again to uh, the eternal well of hope, which is college football parlays. The well has been dry this entire season, but hey, it could always rain. So let's re-examine um, last week's predictions. We'll start with uh, team interns. Dan, you were the only intern who predicted your game correct. That's Penn State minus five over Minnesota. What was the final score of that game? Uh, 45-17, Jake. That seems like a pretty confident win there. Did you feel good after the victory? I did. I did. I I knew that once I saw that that was a 430 wideout game, that uh, that's what would happen. And I don't think this is the first time that I've been the only one to get my bet right. Oh, oh, damn. Sassy. He's asking for a trade. Um, okay, we'll jump over to one of his teammates who had a, a close loss in this. That was Zambi choosing Cincinnati minus three over SMU. Zambi, what was the final score of this game? Wasn't it a 29-27? And did, did SMU win? What do you think? <laughs> Well, you still would have lost if Cincinnati had won. Cincinnati won. Cincinnati won by two. Oh, see, I didn't know. I I didn't watch it. I just told you. I have a question for Zambi. 
when was the last time your parlay pick hit? Genuinely curious because you had two the week before that didn't hit, right? I think the first week I hit. The first week? He started out hot. He's kind of like the reverse Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> that was that a, an amused laugh. Uh, then we'll move over to, to Cooper's pick, uh, UCF minus five against Eastern Carolina. I have no idea what happened in this game. Coop, what was the final score here? Uh, the final score was a nice uh, 35 to 13, East Carolina. So, <laughs> real, this uh, this belongs in the uh, Nebraska, Coastal Carolina buckets. Um, yeah, not great. I may have had this uh, game as my last leg in the uh, weekly Coopy under the table parlay um, that I decided not to hedge. So tough, tough break, but uh, it happens. Hey, I appreciate it though, Coop. It feels like you either get your pick right or it's just a terrible pick. There's like no in between. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. All right, moving down to team hosts who were a bit closer, but um, not thanks to me. I'll start off with mine, the the turd in the punch bowl. I did Iowa plus 29 over Ohio State. It was looking good at the beginning of the game. Iowa had gotten a defensive touchdown. They were it was a, a you know physical, boring game. And then Iowa realized it was fun to just throw interceptions and pick sixes to the Ohio State's defense. Like it was just terrible. Iowa does not have an offense. I don't think I'm ever picking Iowa again. My my teammates warned me about these large spreads. I didn't listen. I will this week. I apologize to the team. I would I would like to make a note to the audience that Jake did hit a four-leg college football parlay and decided not to pick any of them for this <laughs> parlay. So thanks, Jake. Hey, hey, that's that's my own personal business. And he's holding out on us, is yeah. what's happening. There's some of the magic, Jake. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for personal picks. I'm I found out it's, it's like, uh, it, like I can't tell you about it or else it disappears immediately. For oh, both man. of those, I didn't tell a soul about the bets I had placed until the last bell sounded. Like the last leg, I think, was that Penn State Minnesota one. And I was so nervous. I didn't, and I had a money line. I didn't have a spread. I just had Penn State to win. I like wouldn't tell Izzy. I'm like, we, we could be very happy was all I was going to say. But. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on to uh, your guys's uh, winning bets. We had Zane with the Oregon minus six over UCLA. You called this early Zane. And um, how are we feeling after the Oregon blowout? Yeah. I mean, final score 45 to 30. And that score is not indicative of how much of a blowout this game really was. Uh, this is just classic UCLA football. They, they get, they get a little bit excited. People start talking, the chatter starts to rise and then they lay an absolute freaking egg in their most important game of the season. No surprise here. I've never been more confident in, in any sort of scenario in my life than knowing UCLA was going to lay an egg in this game. Uh, glad I was right. Wish I put the mortgage on it rather than just this this silly little seven dollar parlay bet which you didn't even get <laughs> i did i did get a separate one though i did separately bet this that is well. true that is true but that just covers you know everything else um well that's perfect then now we'll jump over to Paige's pick 
This one was a nail biter. OK State plus six over Texas. Uh, did Oklahoma State end up winning this game, right? They did. Oh, yeah. Yep. My faith in the Cowboys never wavered. It's, I think we can confirm Texas is not yet back. Um, and go Cowboys. Let's go. Oh, yep. And Cooper's favorite quarterback in the world, Quinn Ewers, threw the game-ending pick. And, he's, and he sucks. <laughs> oh, nope. Still better than Caleb Williams. The eyes of Texas are not upon you anymore, Cooper. <laughs> okay. Tough well, week. Tough week with the Quinn Ewers take and your UCF bet. Let's uh, get it. It was a no for two week for sure. Let's get it together. This week. <laughs> we live and we learn. Uh, is it team interns with the first pick this week? I believe. Anyone remember? I believe I, it is because I think we took Oregon first. No, I don't think. I don't I think we first. did. I think we picked second. I took yeah. Penn State first. I think. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. In or hopes. Who who do we want to pick first? Um. Who loves their pick? I really like my pick, but I don't want to be the one who makes that pick. You know, Jake, what I, mean? I I want you to be yeah. confident in your pick. Okay. And I want you to pick first. We need to get you back on track with, okay. with our parlay. I'm spitting in God's eye here, but I'm doing Syracuse minus two and a half over Notre Dame. <laughs> I have no Damn. idea why wow. we are. I, I'm sorry. That's free money. That's just your brand name. <laughs> it's like Cooper's disappointment. In, I'm in sorry, his fellow Irishman. I'm right sorry. now, that, that's there, there can be fun. no more dun 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 chance for you, dude. Oh, <laughs> no. What? Wow. Hey, the, wow. they were part of my parlay. I think was you and LV covering. Oh no, that was just a separate bet. <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty good to fade Notre Dame this year. Hey, Syracuse also looks pretty good. That game against Clemson, like they had some chances to win that thing. Oh, yeah. And Clemson, I, way overrated. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy to torpedo this bet for a Notre Dame win. You know what I mean? Oh, oh Jake. I hate that. Oh, oh Team Host, off to a great start. <laughs> Real quick. Whatever. Let's see the interns go. He's Real in quick. East Carolina. I was putting Coop on blast, but Cooper's take was a couple weeks was a couple weeks early, but Cade Klubnick did come in and replace DJ Ukulele. So <laughs> I was I, I told you he's the uh, DJ Ukulele this year's this year's Spencer Rattler. And so do you think DJ's done? Is is it is it Klubnick's club going I forward? Think didn't didn't Dabacon say that DJ's our quarterback? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't paid too much attention to the clubs and presser this week. Did DJ get injured or was he just playing poorly? No, he played like shit. I mean, he turned uh, the ball over, I think, a couple times. Yeah, he was a turnover machine. Uh, I mean, I think DJ has like one more shot at it. And if he continues to suck, it's it's, it's Cade Klubnik time. And DJ's hitting the portal. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, up to the intern's pick. All right, well, uh, since I'm the one that uh, tends to get some of these right here. I'm God, gonna go this cockiness. You can... <laughs> oh, God, Zambi. Zambi hasn't said a word in like 15 minutes. He's so upset with Dan. No, 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 no. We're good. I think we're aligned on this. At least at least Cooper and I, I haven't seen Zambi's approval. Zambi, you want to you give me a thumbs up on my message if you, if you like it? 
Oh, oh thumbs down. Thumbs oh down. Oh my right. gosh. Things are, ten- things are tense in the intern group. Chat. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to rock with the majority in honor of Zaga playing Tennessee this week. We are all against Tennessee. Give me Kentucky. Will Levis plus 12 and a half at Tennessee. Well, at Tennessee? Oh. At Tennessee. Oh. Trap game. That's After a bye, too. Dan, why would you say trap game? That's a rivalry game. Tennessee and Kentucky? Yeah. Why? Big rivalry game. Also, it's a trap game. It's a top 25 matchup. Georgia next week. That's how. Looking ahead. That's a that's a quite I don't think you can look ahead of a top 25 team though. When you got number one next week, I think you can. Fair. Will Levis. Here we go. Ooh. Go big blue. I don't like saying that. Yeah, gross. Get that out of your mouth, Dan. Um, okay, back down to team hosts. Um, you know, where the team chemistry is a little more camaraderie based. Paige, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I feel like I'm confident in your picks as well as, as my own. Mm. Why, don't, why don't you go? Why don't you go? All right. <clears throat> well, boys, after taking a couple of weeks off, um, after a heartbreaker, this USC offense uh, and defense is going to come back on a tear, and they're playing a shitty, poor Arizona Wildcats uh, team. They're just going to absolutely shit on the Wildcats in the desert. This is going to be a get-all-your-frustration-out type of game. Uh, minus 15.5 seems like for this kind of offense and how bad Arizona is, seems actually pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna ride with it. I when I when I was thinking about taking this pick, I had it in my head. All right, if it's 20 or more, I'm not taking it. When I saw 15, I had no doubt USC's covering this. They're gonna win by 21 points. The parallels between this and the Arizona State cover you wanted is just shocking, Zane. Well, it's weird. It's weird because Arizona State is actually kind of getting better as the season goes on and it, and it seems like Arizona is getting worse. Hey, that's, that's just me knowing way too much about the Pac-12. Hey Zane, it's because I make you watch all those Sun Devil games, huh? Oh, God. You like it. You know you like it. Don't I, lie. I, I don't. I do not. <laughs> Arizona State versus Stanford was not on my screen last week. Hey, neither was mine. <laughs> Dan, do you like this pick as a USC fan? Yeah, that was one of the first things I sent in our group message, but Coop shut it down, huh? No, no, I wanted to go do something else. So, go, go Trojans! Back from the bye week, though. Lincoln's gonna have the boys fired up. Hopefully, Jordan Addison and Eric Gentry are back. That is my holdup. I did see that they're day to day, and they're arguably, you know, two of our top three players. So, okay, okay, let's get out of this Trojan uh, encampment. And let's go back to team intern for their second pick. Who's up? Uh, I'll take the second pick. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. with, this, with this pick, I think we're staying in the SEC, and we are riding the hot hand of the Gamecocks. Give me South Carolina minus four against Mizzou. 
Ooh. <laughs> what? I can't say I thought that's where you were going. Why? <laughs> Why not? Because you're gonna force yourself, baby. You're gonna force yourself to have to watch that game. And you just shit on Spencer Rattler all the time. Why would that... Spencer Rattler's back? They're they're number twenty five in the country. <laughs> oh man, how are they number two? What the hell? Wait, Mizzou is? They have a no. No, South, South Carolina is number twenty five. They are five and two. They beat Kentucky. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Dan's, Dan's looking at his big blue pick now. Oh, boy. <laughs> By the transitive property here. They, they do have two pretty good losses. I think to, they uh, beat they, – I think they – Dan, I think they beat Kentucky without Will. Levis. They did. They did. They had Kaya Sharon as their quarterback. Not, not the same ring to it. All right. Well, that's a solid second pick, I suppose. Um, Paige, put a bow on our parlay. Lock us in for a first win. I thought Coop was going with this pick when he said staying in the SEC. I'm going with Arkansas minus four over Auburn. Woo pig suey, baby. Oh, I love that pick. Love it. Love that. Lock it in. Is it at Auburn? It is at Auburn. Is Brian Harson still the head coach, or did he get fired? He's still the head coach. But if Arkansas can go into uh, – I, I know BYU is not quite the same environment, but it has a good environment. And just kick the shit out of the Mormons, I think they can do it against the Tigers. Arkansas is a weird team this year, huh? They've, like, won some – they've played some good games, but then, like, kind of laid a couple of duds. According to ESPN's analytics – Auburn, 56% chance to win the game. Dan, when you're picking Arkansas, you can never use analytics. It's a gut thing. They don't even believe in analytics down there. It feels good. It feels real good. Gut yeah. pick. Came off the tongue well. It's manalytics when it comes down to KJ Jefferson. Or womanalytics. Sexist. Come on. I'm talking about KJ Jefferson is just a big man. Oh. That was what that was about. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Last pick. We have Zambi. They <laughs> left you for last again. Let's go, Zambi. Zambi left for dead. Come on. But he didn't write back. Let's see it. Come on, Zambi. You know, I think we've been waiting for this pick all year. Oh, God. Oh, it's oh. an eight. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, baby. baby. Devils, 13 and a half, baby. Forks up. Oh, oh. Where are they playing? Cal. Are they favored or? I'm not going to say it twice in one show, Jake. <laughs> I, I, you got it plus 14 and a half, right? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's ASU at Colorado in a game. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I have to care about this. Wait, wait, wait. Did Zambi pick a different game? <laughs> no, I think he, he had the line right. It just rolls ASU opponent. Colorado. It's yeah. Colorado, not okay, who is favored? Definitely uh, ASU, not Colorado. ASU is favored by 13 and a half. I don't hate this pick from Zambi, if I'm being honest, solely because Colorado is that bad. Are they still winless? They're they winless. one win. But they got they got rocked by the Beavers last week, so that's all you need to oh, know. Oh, God, no. 
I don't hate this pick from Zambi at all. I love it. You got to go with your team sometime or sometimes you got to stab your team in the back, you know? You know, it is, it is Halloween weekend at Arizona State. The boys are going to be fired up. So yeah, get, yeah, I like the Sun Devils. You know, you game too. So they're not, everyone's not going to be totally blacked out in the student section by 730. So there might be some energy there. Yeah. Speaking of other like notable games real quick while we're on the Hollow weekend theme, uh, the ultimate like trap game this weekend that I really wanted to pick Utah going into Pullman Thursday night on Hollow weekend is, is a nightmare game for Utah. But we can't pick a Thursday leg. Favorite by seven in Pullman. On a Thursday, all the boys, weekend. Do the You're boys fucked. sprinkle a little something on Wazoo Moneyline? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we have to. Uh, I will absolutely. 10 bucks each? I, yeah. I, I, I'm down. Why yeah. not? I'm definitely not down. Also, everyone I still think owes me $7 from <laughs> last week. Oh, nope. I had to pay you $14 from – I made up two-week payments. <laughs> okay yeah because I'm definitely I'm definitely leaking money so <laughs> watch watch Jake like oh these are the games not to pick in my four leg parlay like I mean it's not not a strategy you know what I mean <laughs> no no to be fair I think what I've used Dan's Penn State pick in the parlay and uh no. oh Izzy there's gonna be a couple parlays <laughs> 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 okay how, how, about, how about real quick how about the interns picking all afternoon games on saturday for the first time ever a one o'clock game and two 4 p.m games i oh, love that oh. they're alive until yep 3 40 we're you know, bleeding as long as possible Our at what point, at what point do we just introduce a money line rule to like our parlay? Oh, <laughs> I want Alabama minus one thousand money line. Okay, take us away, Paige, to the NFL. Yep, yep. Back to the land of the NFL that I totally watched this weekend and was not watching the Padres uh, break my heart again. Um, uh, got some spicy headlines this week, Brady and Rogers. I feel like this is a recurring headline is father time taking his, uh, taking his rent back fellows. I, I Hit. think he is. Um, I, I mean, the Packers loss was embarrassing to the commanders and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, Heineke just taking down. Rodgers, who just collapsed and is crying on the field because he's just still kind of too high to process his third loss in a row. But, I mean, fellas, we got to talk about the Panthers with P.J. Walker beating Tom Brady. What, what was it, 21-3? to three? Like, how did that happen? I said it, I said it during the game. Uh, my biggest takeaway was imagine choosing, making the conscious decision – to leave Giselle, international superstar model, f- to lose to the Panthers in week four, five, whatever it is. Seven. Seven. Despicable. Despicable. The Panthers, who had just lost Christian McCaffrey and 
I mean, they lost Baker Mayfield, but I don't know. And, I, and I, uh, Robbie Anderson. Or, and Robbie Anderson. Yeah. 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 All good points. It's not looking good for the uh, some of the older quarterbacks, some of the older great quarterbacks. Um, Zambi Seahawks soaring into first place in the West. Zambi, how are we feeling? You know, <clears throat> feeling pretty good. I mean, the NFC West is still a shootout. I mean, everyone's either four and three, three and three, or two and four. Grand, there's four teams in a division. But I mean, the Seahawks, our defense is starting to look better. Our offense is still clicking. And I think the biggest thing to, to look at is our draft class. I mean, uh, Abraham Lucas, go Cougs. And then we also have uh, Cross on the offensive line. Both the rookies playing really well. K9 just balling out. Might be the NFC Rookie of the Year uh, now that um, Brees Hall's out. And then, I mean, we have Tariq Woolen, absolute freak. Kobe Bryant, pretty sick name. So I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I just want to go over to a game. <laughs> yeah, you should. Jamie, oh. do you want to see the Seahawks, like, win this year? Or, <laughs> like, at they, what point is it really not worth it? To They have the Broncos pick, Dan. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, but they could have two. I mean, the Broncos pick right now, I think, is sixth. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Um, but they could – could they also, like, have their own bad pick and get two, like, studs to add to this draft class? I mean, we drafted pretty well, so I'm not worried. No one – no one, you know, Geno Smith, he's, he's going to take you to the promised land. Hey, don't forget, <laughs> we have Drew Locke in case anything happens. <laughs> I mean, I was watching that game with Penny, and we were, Penny is definitely a team. Let's kind of tank unless we're gonna win the division and go to the Super Bowl. So I don't know if it's worth it to sneak in on a wild card, go get your doors blown off. Well, by they're first place in their division right now. Yeah, in week seven. But okay. it's not. It's not. We're not going to say this team is a contender, like a legit contender. I, I'm just saying the NFC in general is garbage right but that has nothing to do with the fact that the seahawks team is not gonna go far so dan's point is that wouldn't you rather see them build a sustainable team rather than be relevant with an unsustainable team i'm saying because you have the broncos safety net pick i would rather have my team go to say a divisional round in the playoffs or the conference final game and lose and have like what the twenty eighth pick, and then the Broncos six pick, then have the six pick and the twelfth pick. Fair enough. Zambi, I have a I have a hypothetical for you. Let's say you know the Seahawks go to the playoffs, losing the wild card, but everything on paper besides the quarterback looks good. They got a run game. They got good receivers. Defense looks solid. And Mister uh, Brady is like, you know what? Maybe going to Seattle might not be half bad. Do you welcome that idea? He's not coming to Seattle. He hates the cold. <laughs> Granted, he did play in New England, but he's like 40 now. So he's like, he is the furthest in. away from his wife. So he <laughs> <laughs> still needs to kiss his kids, you know? Well, so you're not, you're not on board with Tom going to Seattle? Uh, no. Wow. Is what anybody a wild what a wild, wild hypothetical. If Tom's doing anything <laughs> other than playing for the Bucks, I think he's in the Fox broadcast booth. Or right. what all right, like Tom's a little more far fetched. What about Aaron Rodgers? 
Cool. Uh, no, he'd probably spend more time in Portland than Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I also would stop rooting for the Seahawks entirely, just to let you know. If Aaron Rodgers is in, I am out hard. All right, all right. We got to get out of Seahawks land. Coop, how are we feeling about the return of Dak? Yeah, uh, Dak came back Sunday. I can't say he really won us that game. I'd say the defense did, forcing four turnovers. Uh, Dak did just enough to kind of not fuck it up. Um, But happy to have him back. I think he'll kind of get into a a flow of things uh, as he gets more reps and gets more, uh, you know, it's more in sync with uh, his receivers and, you know, Zeke and – uh, Pollard, but uh, game against the Lions, nothing special. What is the difference between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush right now? I mean, uh, Cooper Rush is not – he threw – he did – he's a game manager, I'd say. As in he manages to win a lot of games. <laughs> but it's not like he I, – I, our defense is a top five unit in the NFL. I Without our defense, we're a two and five team. No question. There's a reason Micah Parsons is like what top five in MVP voting right now or in the MVP race. Yeah. Yeah. I see no faults in that argument. Um, but last but not least, we saved the best for last for sure. Jake's Bears put on an absolute clinic Monday night. Jake, how are we feeling? Boy. What a roller coaster of a game. Start out 10-0. I'm feeling good. I don't think I'd seen a Bears touchdown since like 2019. So I was feeling pumped. Then they put in fucking Zappy, who just proceeds to score 14 on us in like two minutes. I'm like, this is gonna suck. We're gonna lose this game, get blown out. But then a miracle happened. The Bears came back. Our offense could like drive the ball, we could run the ball. Justin Fields made timely throws. Awesome scrambling out of pressure. We defended uh, George Hallis's win record over uh, Belichick. I mean, Belichick will definitely beat it, but not against the Bears. I mean, I'm feel I'm I'm looking at our. You know, before I was just trying to get to eight, right, to prove my prediction right. I think it's playoff time now. I think it's uh, sneaking to the wild card oh. time now. Oh. And um, I'm calling out Coop and his Cowboys. I think Bears get the upset this Sunday. Oh, um, A little teaser for uh, most confident pick. I'm already taking the Cowboys over the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubling the fuck down. I was Double actually teaser. looking at that pick as well. Double oh, teaser. No I'm 100% nope, with nope. you. <laughs> triple triple teaser. Do. Triple teaser. Quadruple teaser. I, I guess we can just skip that segment because it's not like we got our most confident picks in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, like but, Jake's no, most confident. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling good. I have some hope again in football, which I had lost like two weeks ago. So Wow. Just for it to get snatched back up. But congrats exactly. on the win. And Finishing this segment, we're going to go into our most confident, least confident recap. Jake, you had bucks over Panthers as your most confident. The magic didn't work out. And then my least confident of Seahawks over Chargers didn't work out either. um, Because, I mean, this one was just out of spite because Zambi had Pats over Bears as his most confident. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, for most confident this week, I'm going Bears over Cowboys. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. I'm saying we win. That's a spite pick. That's, not, that's not actual confidence. 27 to 17. Oh, my point. God. Wow. We need a friendly wager. I'll type it down. Yep. We need a friendly <laughs> wager on this It's game. bet time. It's bet time. This has to be. This is grounds for bet. What's what's the spread in this game right now? No, Jake, you pick them to win. You don't get yeah. the points yeah, now. <laughs> Money line. Come you pick them bro. to win by ten. It is it is currently a nine and a half point spread. <laughs> I love all of that. <laughs> Jake is avoiding this bet like he's well. What's the bet? Play. What's the bet here? Coop, Coop, Coop any, uh, any proposal? Like, as in a punishment or, like, just something money? It's only punishments, Cooper. You know this show. <laughs> Beer ma? Oh. One of those little pocky chips from the gas station? Well, well, maybe take to Twitter to figure out a punishment. No. Oh. I want to dye your hair again. No, this isn't a dye your hair situation. It's a quick it's one. Like a it's got to be quick. A quick game for We're shooting from the hip here. Yeah. Okay. I think the Twitter. Sorry to put you on the spot here, Coop, but I did have to throw the gauntlet. Uh, least confident. Uh, I I think Browns Bengals is gonna be a shit match. I think the Browns actually win this game. I don't know why, but that's just how I feel. Spooky Halloween Monday game. Hmm. That's just how Jake feels. All right, Zane, you picked the Bengals over the Falcons last week as your most <laughs> confident. Look pretty good, and then least confident Giants over Jags, which was also did good. not did not hit. Um, felt great about the the Bengals game. I tell you what, that that Joey Joey B to Jamar Chase uh, tandem is just wicked in fantasy uh, these days. Somehow it didn't fucking help with Cooper, um, despite him admitting defeat at like eleven a.m. <laughs> on Sunday, and then coming back and somehow winning by like two points. That's neither here nor there. Um, my Giants-Jaguars pick, the Jags fucking had this game and then just absolutely blew it in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they were up 17 to 13 in the fourth quarter and then gave up 10 unanswered points. This week, we're changing it up, though. Um, most confident, I was going to say the Cowboys-Bears, but, but I won't do it since it's already been taken. I'm gonna go. Ooh. Bills over Packers on Sunday night. Yes. Uh, the the this isn't a wild pick, I don't think. The spread is eleven and a half points currently, uh, which is massive for the NFL. I would actually I'd actually pick the Packers to cover it, but the Bills are winning this game um at home. Least confident. Uh, Like this, this 49ers Rams game feels like it should be better than it is, but I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in that game. For which one? The Niners. Niners Rams. Yeah. Izzy agrees with you there. I love your Bills Packers pick. Fun fact. First time in Aaron Rodgers career. He's a double digit dog. Oh, wow. 
I kind of like I kind of like him to cover that spread though. Oh no, everyone's that's what everyone said last week and the week before. Oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose two in a row. Oh, big bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers going. He's done. He's dead. Put him in the ground with the moldy cheese. No more. <laughs> God. Wow. Wow. Salty. Hey. Salty. Man. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll I'll do mine real quick. Uh, Raiders over Texans. I don't I don't recall what happened. I wasn't watching football. Raiders week, so beat occupied. them up. Raiders beat them up. Love that pick for me. And then Browns over Ravens. Least confident. I think the Ravens won. Close though. It's close. Lived up to the hype. Um, this week I'm going bear or not bear. Cowboys over Bears. Almost fucked that up. And least confident. I'm going Cardinals at Minnesota. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Scribe. Coop, what do we got this week or last week? Cowboys over Lions. Looks like a good pick. Yeah, Cowboys over Lions. Easy money. Never doubt. Um, defense is always uh, gets the job done. Um, and I think they uh, they cover the spread. So, love to see it. Least confidence. I don't recall taking the Colts over Titans. I remember picking that game. Um, but I think this was uh, worded wrong. Um, I think the Titans won this handedly, if I'm not mistaken. And I think, 19 to uh, 10. I think Matt Ryan, we've seen the last of uh, Matty Ice. So, RIP. I'm, Kyle might be shedding a tear somewhere. Um, but, um, yeah. Just your run-of-the-mill AFC South ugly game that probably no one watched. Uh, this week, or as I mentioned, uh, doubling down, giving the Cowboys over the Bears. Easy money. Justin Fields fucking sucks. We're going to tear that guy whoa, in half. Whoa, whoa. Um, we're going to win 24-6. to six. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. No way. Um, yeah. This is easy <laughs> dub. Uh, not nothing more to add. Least confidence. I'm gonna go Broncos Jags. Oh, what know. a shitty game. Yeah, I I don't know what what's gonna happen. I I saw some I saw an article today that I guess the Broncos lose that they're like gonna try to like reclaim some of their draft picks and they're trading Bradley Chubb. <laughs> so. <laughs> The wheels are just coming off of that team. Is Wilson supposed to play this week? I think so. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But. This is this is a London game. This is the old 6.30 a.m. Sunday morning game. Wembley Stadium. Wembley. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I think my my, orig- my hot take before the season was the uh, – the Jags would upset the Bills in the AFC, like divisional round and go to the AFC championship. Not looking so good there. <laughs> hey, maybe now that ETN is the starting back, you know, maybe they go off. Who scores more on Sunday, Arsenal or the Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> no, who's, that, who's that one really good? Uh, is it Holland for like Manchester City? There's Pulisic? Like, Christian Pulisic? No. I only know Americans. Ronaldo? Oh, you're no. thinking Holland. Holland. Messi. Holland, dude. That guy, I think he's, like, going to crush, like, every uh, Premier League, like, record. Yeah, he's a stud. 
um, he probably scores more goals than the Broncos have points on Sunday. <laughs> what a way to spread the game. Bring the Broncos and the Jags. The Jags always go, but. Because I think, isn't their owner British? London, London's team, the Jags. <laughs> London's team. Chucking off the Jags. They love Fucking the Jags. Fucking Jags. Jack, Jacksonville can become like their new Australia where they send <laughs> prisoners to. All right. Zambi, last week, most confident. Pats over Bears. Oof. Oh, oh, it didn't, didn't turn out, huh? <laughs> Any comments? Uh-oh. You know, um, I would spite Jake, but that pick's already been picked, so. Feel free, to, feel free to spite him. <laughs> Do you want me to say my most confident? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it got to a point where I was just like, I'm just going to wait. Let's see how far this goes. I was going to wait how long the silence would go. Yeah, it's like sales. You wait for the first person to talk. <laughs> you blink, Paige. You blinked. I didn't blink. I didn't blink. I'm going to go with uh, Eagles over Steelers. Uh, they're playing Philly. I think they're just going to get it done. Oh, that is a great pick. How did no one else pick this one? Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Least confident last week, Bengals over Falcons. Uh, yeah, they took care of business. I'm going to say Saints over Raiders in NOLA. Yeah, that's my least confident because that game could go either way. Isn't but, James back too? Uh-oh. I have no idea. <laughs> I love I love this pick for least confident because the Saints can throw six touchdowns and three picks. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, and to take us home, Dan, Ravens over Browns, Broncos over Jets for least confident. How are we feeling? <clears throat> Ravens over Browns um, wasn't wasn't pretty, but I knew that the Ravens I was very confident they were just going to win that game, so I didn't really take it with a with a point spread in mind. Broncos over Jets, uh, that I probably would have changed if I knew Brett Rippon was playing. Um, but when we recorded on a Monday last week, we didn't have much of a heads up on anything, so. Um, Hindsight 2020, I don't think I would have picked that. Uh, moving on to this week, I have to take the Cowboys over the Bears. I am genuinely concerned for Justin Fields' health in this game. Um, I think that Micah Parsons might kill him. So he is definitely on the hot seat there. So I hope that uh, – I don't actually, you know what, this isn't really that funny because there's been some severe injuries this year and – Everyone's come out okay, so hopefully Justin Fields is 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 good. But I think the Cowboys are going to turn him over, have pick sixes, scoop and scores, sack City. It's not going to be good, Jake. So I feel um, like I feel like whatever punishment uh, we come up with or Twitter votes on, everyone who picked the Cowboys over the Bears should have to do the punishment. Thank you, Zane. I agree with this. It's a soft move by everyone doing that. Yeah. Just also, if the Bears win this week, I hope you realize this segment next week is going to take twenty five minutes. <laughs> Because I'm just going to shit on each and every one of you. Not Coop so much. I understand Coop because that's his team. And I stirred the shit. But uh, Paige and Dan, fuck you guys. It, it's it's not even like spiting you, Jake. It's just objectively watching the Bears play offense and their offensive line and their quarterback that doesn't get rid of the ball when he should against a defense like that with Micah Parsons. 
I don't, I don't like it for the offense. That's all. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Least confident. Um, how about Thursday night? Bucks Ravens. Two contenders, we think. Oh, Maybe what? Bucks are not a contender. I'm pretty think. confident that the Ravens are going to smack the Bucks around. I mean, the Ravens have lost games they have no business losing. The Bucks. Like the Bucks just lost to the Panthers. Yeah, the, to PJ Walker the <laughs> <laughs> with Chuba Hubbard. The Ravens are favored by one and a half. Whoa! Oh, I'm not all this is a ton- city. Look, Jake's Jake's already picking it. <laughs> this Which is a, game? What, this, what the the worst games the the Ravens have lost is what the Dolphins? And not that the, bad. They lost no, the and the Giants. Yeah, speaking of the Giants, to the to the Seahawks taking it to the Seahawks this weekend, Zambi. That's going to probably be the game of the week. (laughs) Giants, Seahawks. But But, sorry, who did you want in Thursday night? I'm going to go least very very not confident that the Bucks are going to beat the Ravens. Oh, gross! But people have uh, kind of Cooper has called himself out for his prediction that the Jags might. Go to the playoffs and beat the Bills. It is October 25th, and I would like to pronounce the former San Diego Chargers as dead. They will not be winning the Super Bowl this year. Final comment on the Chargers this year. Do they make the playoffs? No. Vikings? Different story. Vikings can still go to the Super Bowl. Let's see. Dan, I, I think you're too quick to pronounce them dead. I mean, they got four wins. The Chargers, yeah. Well, well they're four and three. I'm I'm pronouncing the Chargers dead. I don't <laughs> I don't like what I'm seeing. Oh, my Herbert take is alive and well. It's not a Herbert take specifically. It's that they're just the most fragile team of all time, and no one can ever be healthy for them. Okay, that's fair. Should we Should we jump to a wide world of athletes and get out of here? Do it. All right. So everybody ready? Okay. First clue. I was an MLB player. Oh, finally Zane's time to shine. Tell me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was? Hold on. I was? I was. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I was a dual sport athlete in college from 1978 to 1981, where I played Baseball and basketball, earning all conference honors in both sports in the WAC. In the WAC. Oh fuck! Baseball, baseball, and basketball is like an interesting combo. Oh yeah. Okay, we ready for the next clue? My .338 career average is the highest of any player born after World War II and 17th of all time. Tony Gwynn. Boom. Yes. I was going to guess it after the dual sport athlete, basketball, baseball. I had to do that one for Jay Page just to help his his sad. Wow. Yeah, I feel like fucking Jake threw Page of Bones. (laughs) Yeah, that was a softball right there. That was a softball, Jake. Jay Page drinks Tony Gwynn beer. (laughs) <laughs> I I genuinely didn't know Tony Gwynn 
was a dual sport athlete. Dude, he was nasty at basketball. You, yeah, I was reading his like stats at Wikipedia. He was just like averaging. He has like he had 17 assists in the game. He has, still has their school record at San Diego State, I think. Was San Diego the, State in the whack back then? Apparently, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, do I, you guys I, want to hear the rest of the clues? Sure. I guess. I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2007, where I received oh, 532 of 545 possible votes. And then I played as a right fielder for 20 seasons from 1982 to 2001 for the Padres. That I think that would have been the only time I would have gotten that one. That was that was a tough one if you are not a San Diego Tony Gwynn <laughs> <Iron> fan. <laughs> it was Taylor. Oh, oh, I have two this season. I have two. I have two. I'll start. I'll start. Maybe, maybe if you guys are nicer than me, I'll start tailoring <laughs> once a year. Jake has teed one up for Dan last week with the college basketball. Okay, thing. My and now he teed one up for Paige. This is bullshit. I don't like this game anymore. I vote that Zambi does it from now on. <laughs> Zambi's corner. It's coming back. People, yeah. Wait. Who was it who said they wanted to do one for? The oh wait. I, yeah, I do have one. I do have one. Oh, oh have one. Yeah, let's, let, let's have Cooper do it. Ooh, Cooper special right now. Let's let, let's right go. now. Spooky season. Oh shit! I don't have like clues, but <laughs> oh. pull up his Wikipedia. That's the whole point of the game. Just, just do it next week. Does. You can you you and Zambi can do it next week. Cooper we'll just had it. Better. Cooper but just had a name in head. We can't let Cooper off the off the hook like this. Come on, on the fly. It's yeah. so on the fly. Okay. On the fly, Coop. Wikipedia. All right, all right. Game alert. This is good content. All right, my first clue is uh, this person attended St. Mary's, playing Oof. basketball from doesn't say <laughs> or his season <laughs> i think from like 94 to 97 oh um with the stat line being averaging seven points uh 1.8 rebounds and 0.9 assists <laughs> an Is extremely it, uh... below par player <laughs> i think i have a guess oh my second clue and i think jake's probably gonna get it here oh, is maybe. This individual won the best supporting actor role in 2017. Oh, Idris Elba. No. Oh, <laughs> oh was so Ali. What'd you say, Jake? That's what I meant. Ali. Yep. Nice. Damn it. Idris Elba, he's British. <laughs> Who is that? Who did you say? Who's the winner? That's I got them. Oh, you saw Ali. Ali. That's a good one. I saw Ali. What? I was like, why are you Who's doing that? random St. Mary's player? <laughs> Yeah, I like. I remember like when Gonzaga played St. Mary's. They, they like had some like random tidbit about him going going there. Yeah, he's gonna be Blade in the in the Marvel universe. Who is this person? <laughs> yeah, what is what is their biggest role? Uh, he's he start. He was in Moonlight. He was in Green Book or Green Miles. No, he was what? in. Uh, he was one of the uh, True Detective seasons. Yeah, he's a he's a big actor. You would definitely recognize him if you saw him. He's in. Did any of you watch House of Cards? What's his name again? Mahershala Ali. Oh yeah, I recognize. I recognize him. I literally haven't watched any of those shows or movies. Yes. Well, watch some Oscar winners, okay? I don't think I've ever seen this. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Dan will ever be watching any of uh, <laughs> Ali's work. He was in the, the Hunger Games Part One, apparently. Still did not see that one. <laughs> 
He's the, oh, guy? he was in, yeah, the third, or part one of the third movie. This guy should have played Joel Yai in our uh, biopic. Wait, I think we did say, I, I think, think we did we nominate did him for Joel Yai. <laughs> did, did we actually? Yeah. Or maybe. I mean, we can say we did. Who knows? He does have a little bit of a yai in him. Doesn't he? Yeah, that's a good call. I think, I think it's about time we uh, run back that segment. I think we, our team has Oh, yeah. Is that next week? Turnover. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. Nicknames is coming up, too. Next week is the full Gonzaga season preview. Oh, yeah. Fuck all their sports. Unless the Bears beat the Cowboys, then we'll do 40 minutes on that and then rest on Zach. <laughs> or unless any of our parlays hit. Oh yeah. Oh God. What if they both hit? What if they both hit? I think uh, whoever hits their parlay first should make T-shirts with the winnings that just break out the wins. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be the most random shirt. It'd be like (laughs) almost twelve and a half. (laughs) Are we officially at the point where the parlay just wins the money that we've lost? Yes. Yeah. I mean, does it even cover the losings? What What are we on week eight? So, yeah, $56 a oh, we're already below <laughs> because we just got to win out. Eight, what? No, we've lost $49 each about. And if you win a parlay, it's $121 split three ways. So that's 40 bucks. <laughs> so you're about like $9. Maybe, dra- maybe someone from DraftKings is listening. You know what? Hey, we'll match, we'll match your, uh, your parlay and we'll donate it or something. It's a shame that we're just pissing away seven dollars each year. <laughs> <laughs> well not quite because you have to venmo for that to <laughs> jake jake's pissing away okay. like, dude. <laughs> it's a utility for me <laughs> 42 dollars every weekend just <laughs> all right all right great episode boys Fun as always. Uh, Zags, Tennessee coming up. Uh, May your parlays hit and uh, beers be flowing because fuck baseball. See you guys next week. Toodaloo. Sign up. Zag up, baby.